Disclosure, the information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, any and all information presented in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making any decision. Hey everyone, it's Ben. Got another great episode for you with John Wetmore. He is with Integrity IMO. They're one of the largest IMOs in the United States. And today we kind of talk about his journey from finding insurance all the way up to selling his practice to Integrity and what he's up to with Integrity. So hope you enjoy. Thanks. And we are live. Hello, John. What's up, man? How are you? Good, good. How's uh, how's the day going? Things going amazing, bro. Good day in Atlanta. Warming up. Go. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's getting hot here in Sacramento. I think uh, we're about to be eighty degrees today, which is kind of nuts since we had such a crazy winter. So yeah, y'all did. Yeah, we had a lot, a lot of snow. <laughs> we had a pretty pretty mild one here. Um, but let's see. So for those who don't know, maybe just give the basic intro on you and your background what you're up to now and we can just yeah. kind of go from there for sure i'll give you the short version so like a buddy of mine once he tells everybody i've lived like five different lives so <laughs> okay the short version is today i'm in insurance i i'm a managing partner of integrity marketing group running an agency out of, i'm based out of atlanta atlanta georgia and uh, got into insurance about almost 11 years ago now just as a okay. sales Got into sales, come from a yeah. corporate accounting background um, prior to that, and uh, or blue collar, even prior to accounting stuff. And uh, went to school, got an accounting degree, got into insurance just as a side hustle. Yeah. Um, did it literally part time um, for a year just to make ends meet because I, I come from no money. Yeah. I have uh, five kids. I started having kids really young. It's a lot 16. of kids. <laughs> yeah. My first on the way at 16. So my, my oldest is uh, be 29 soon. And I uh, got into insurance as a side hustle, man, and uh, took a little while to figure it out, learn sales and learn people. But once it started flowing, I got pretty good at it. And yeah. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a space where you can build an agency also, hire and train other insurance agents and, and get paid to do so. So I started doing that, um, again, close to, close to 11 years ago now. And fast forward today to today, we have, um, we had, I don't know. A little over 4,000 agents sell a policy last year. Usually about 2,000 or so a month, different people sell a policy in our agency now. So, yeah, I'm a train and teach people how to build and scale and manage, manage the agency. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure we, we've got plenty of time to get into this, but maybe uh, yeah. let's just start at the beginning. So, like, you started out young, insurance is a side hustle. Um, I'm actually curious to kind of hear the story too, because that's, as you know, exactly what yeah. I'm doing right now as well. So, um, yeah, I got yeah. into insurance at 35. I was way late into insurance. I started having kids really young. Yeah, but I um, I didn't get into insurance until I was 35. Yeah, I'm 33. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty similar story, I guess. But yeah. uh, what what was that moment like for you? How did you come to it? And then you know, did someone get to it or? I, um, yeah, someone introduced me. I was um, I, I've been I've had a lot of jobs. I've had like 25 jobs in my in my life. I'm not like yeah, a one, one job. Kind of, yeah, man. I, you know, I used to work in the restaurant business when I was young. Then I got, I was like in warehouses, just trying to figure life out. So again, I sure. was, I was, I had kids young. I, I come from a background of like my a single mom, welfare, okay. you know, government paid for our stuff. Like I come from sure. that background. And, uh, so I was just trying to figure life out, man. And, uh, after the warehouse deal, I got into accounting and, uh, at one stage, I've always tried to like find a way out, if you will, you know, because I never made more than 40 grand on a job yeah. um, in, in, in the corporate world. And at one stage, like in 05, I think, or 05 or 06, somewhere in that range, um, my uncle, who was a cop, he got me, he, he did mortgages on the side. Okay. So he got, yeah, me yeah. Into, he got me into the mortgage industry. Um, so I started selling mortgages on the side uh, when I was doing accounting work when I first mm -hmm. moved to Georgia because I grew up in Boston. Okay, I, I'm actually from Boston. Okay. I moved to Atlanta in '05, and uh, just shortly after, started doing mortgages. 
and I was doing, I had an accounting job and I quit the accounting job to do mortgages full time. And that was in 2005. 05 or 06 is when right. I did that. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. <laughs> yeah. Correct. For those that know, you know where the story is yeah. going. It does not, it did not end well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at that time, it was pre all the regulation. So it was like you could roll out of bed and become a loan officer. There was no testing, yeah. there was no nothing. You could just say, I'm a loan officer today. Oh, that's crazy. And even to be a mortgage broker, there was no testing. It was just pay a fee. So oh, when I, I I became a loan officer first, and the person who taught me how to do it would take half the commission. Yeah. And I'm like a kind of figure stuff out kind of guy. Like I'll just figure it out and I don't care if I mess up and make like yeah. I just don't care. And I learned that to have her role. All I had to do was pay the state of Georgia like a hundred bucks or something, and I could be a mortgage broker. And you get to keep the other fifty percent. Yes. Yeah. So I did that, and then all the people that I worked with in the mortgage company, I offered to pay them seventy five percent. So I started a mortgage company, like with no business starting a mortgage company at the time. Yeah. Wow, that's that's actually and, uh, crazy. yeah. We did all I did all like subprime. And 100% okay. investor loans. So yeah. I was part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, well, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. And I say that to say I hired this guy off a of Craigslist ad. His name was Jeremy. Hired him off a of Craigslist ad to come work with me as a, as, a, as a loan officer. He had worked with another company. And the mortgage thing, I, only, I made money. That lasted for like nine months. Yeah. I made a few bucks. First time I ever made even remote kind of money. But it was a very short window. And I thought I was going to make it forever. Like I thought I hit the lottery and owned sure, like yeah. the, the oil land. You know what I mean? The land yeah. that oil's found in. Like I just thought I hit it. And coming from where I come from, I yeah. was like, yeah. I I went and spent more than I made for sure. And uh, had had a it, it. And when the mortgage company, for those that don't know, the mortgage industry shut down like overnight. Like one day, it just yeah. shut down. Yeah. And uh, any loans we had turned off. They stopped funding them. And I literally went out of business like in a week. So and, were, were, uh, you, uh, were you reselling all those mortgages to? Uh, I was a broker. So okay. I was just brokering it. So I was brokering it to like, you know, mortgage companies you've never heard of. And then they yeah. were reselling the notes okay. behind the scenes. Gotcha. And um, so, yeah, when it went away, man, I, I didn't, I, it literally went away. And so I, I, in that short window, I bought a house I couldn't afford. I bought a car I couldn't afford. I bought, you know what I mean? I like bought the yeah. stuff. I financed it. I didn't even buy it. I financed it. Yeah. And when I couldn't pay the bills, they wanted their stuff back. So I, sure. had, I, I had the foreclosure and the car repoed and oh, no. bankruptcy and divorce, all that stuff. And um, I say all that to say, I went back to accounting. Um, and then four years later, four or five years later, the dude, Jeremy, who I hired, he hit me up on Facebook. We hadn't talked to him in like four years. Okay. He hit me up on Facebook and was like, hey, dude, I, um, what are you up to? It's been a while. I know you're kind of like a hate working for people kind of guy. Yeah. And I found, I, I know this guy. You remind me of him. I found this thing. You might be interested. Sure. And, uh, so, I, so I call him and he's like, it's insurance. Yeah. And I was like, nah, nah dude, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Not there. doing this again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I knew him. So we went and met and he kind of, he he sort of taught me what the business is like. Um, he wasn't necessarily killing it, to be honest, in the business, but he he connected with me connected me with some people who were. Yeah. Explained the sales side, related it to the mortgages. It was like it works the same way. You can go sell and make your money, but you can hire and train and you make a spread. You know, mm -hmm. you can pay them this and you make that and you keep the difference. Yeah. I was like, all right. Well, this sound and at that time I was I was ready because this this is now that was 2012. Okay. So I'm like four or five years out of the bankruptcy and for like I just went sure. back and got a regular. I'm just like I need a job. I'm yeah. just going to get a job. Forget this self employed thing and yeah. Um, but four or five years later, man, I was ready for something else. And uh, you know, I was tired of living broke as broke as could be. You yeah. Know, and timing was good, so he explained it to me, and that that was 2012. When that conversation okay. happened, okay. off a of Facebook DM, he DM yeah. me on Facebook. Nice. <laughs> and what uh, what did you step into? Like, were you working at some like large agency or small or what? No, no. Uh, so I'm in I'm in the broker world here too. Um, the company uh, it was so I'm with Family First Life now. This was prior to us existing, uh, so it was a different company. And I, I stepped into a world where it was like a very niche uh, mortgage protection, final expense. 
yeah. part of the industry, kind of what you and I talked about, very lead driven yep. versus yeah. cultivating business. Yeah. Um, and I like that because I would never cult, I wouldn't, I, I'm not built to go like cultivate business. That's not, that's not my style. I could sure. go network and I'm I just, it's not me. Yeah. Um, so when I, I didn't like that about mortgages, but I had a buddy or two that would refer me stuff. Okay. So I ended up working out mortgages. So in, in, yeah. in, when it got into insurance, having the ability to just buy leads intrigued me. Yeah. Um, and I saw people making money doing it. So I was like, ah, this might be, this might be a thing. Yeah. And uh, so I just got into that space again, mortgage protection, final expense. It was at, when I was new, I was selling a lot more final expense than okay. the mortgage stuff at yeah. the beginning. And uh, I did that for a year part time. And I made um, I made more part time selling insurance than I sure. did on my accounting job. And that was that aha moment. <laughs> yeah, I just I was nervous to leave because of what happened yeah. to the mortgage thing. So I, I I said to myself this time I was going to save up six months of salary. Sure. Before I quit. Yeah. Because last time I walked out like on a I started <laughs> mortgages on like a Monday and on Thursday I quit yeah. my accounting. Job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just did it way too soon. Yeah, you got a credit so, card and you got like a month's worth of, of runway and you're like, okay, let's go. Yeah, then I did not. I didn't even have that. I had like a two and a half hours worth of runway when I yeah, quit yeah. <laughs> to do mortgages. But so this time I decided I was going to save up um, six months of, of bills before I did it. And again, I had a, at this time too, I had a, a, a newer, I got remarried and my youngest was about nine months old at the time. And I was just still scared, man. I yeah. going through that bankruptcy forward that wrecked me i didn't oh, and then sure, it never yeah. came from money but having it like a little tease like hey here's yeah. some money uh, nope never mind we're taking it back yeah, yeah that didn't mess me up yeah i'm sure um and i i definitely liked the money better well yeah i didn't, have, <laughs> I I didn't like <laughs> i didn't have it long enough to understand it sure you know so I, I was nervous man when i got into insurance about it going away again and losing it so i, I approached it very different this time yeah um but it took me a year and I, I saved up, you know, basically my, my year, I say, instead of say, I saved up about a year salary, um, in that time. And then, uh, I, I took the leap, man. I took, I took a week vacation so okay. I could sell insurance like it was full-time. So I could yeah. see what it felt like full-time sure. versus part-time schedule I had been running. And, uh, I was like, I ah, just time I'm taking the leap, man. And, yeah. Uh, I talked, I talked to some guys who started mentoring me and teaching me how to do this business. And I'm like, I'm, I want to do it. Yeah. You know, so August of 2013, I walked away, uh, came in full time. And then in December, family first life started. So I, okay. I, I transitioned over to family first life, like the day they opened the doors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And in those like first couple of years, what, what was it like from there for you? what did you learn? Like, what were those initial mistakes you made? Man. I learned I was too analytical. Okay. Um, yeah, I was super analytical about stuff. I was very like, what if driven? Um, like, what if negative stuff? Like, what if they hang up on me? And what if it doesn't work? And what if, yeah. you know, they, I just, I was so analytical. I, I was, I was trying, and it sounds weird when I say it, people get confused, but I was so caught up on trying to get so good at every piece of the industry that I oh, didn't sure. work yeah. much. Yeah. I didn't put in a ton of activity because I was timid because I was like, well, I don't know that. I don't understand it. I don't know how to do this. I don't, yeah. I don't have the perfect phone script. I don't have the perfect in-home. Yeah. And so I would, I would spend so much time trying to learn <laughs> like through studying, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. And watching videos yeah. and trainings and stuff like that. Yeah. And in the meantime, when I went full-time, I wasn't doing much more than I was doing when I was part-time. I was yeah. still working the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I just yeah. removed the full-time job. So my first year full-time, I did okay. I mean, again, it was more money than I had ever made on a job, yeah. but it wasn't like changing my life. Sure. You know, it wasn't there. I wasn't a top producer. I was actually relative, again, relative to the average person, they'd be excited about what I made. But relative to like a top producer, I wasn't even on the radar. Sure. Um, I didn't understand people really well. I, I didn't like understand in, in what regard, like what makes people buy or like why they move forward with a solution yeah, or how to communicate with people, especially when you got objections. Okay. I didn't understand. Like I just took the objections at face value Yeah, and I would get frustrated and I would fight them on what they were saying. Yeah. Versus kind of understanding the psychology of it and like yeah. approaching it the right way and asking questions yeah. and 
identifying problems and solve, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just, I would fight people, man. If they were like, I, I didn't fill that out or I already got it taken care of. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you already do? You yeah. And I would just like, I'd literally argue with them. Yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, pro- I would approach it in the sales side when I would go to, cause I was in home. So I went into homes. It wasn't oh, yeah. like the virtual yeah. world like today that many people do. Um, I didn't really understand the whole concept of asking questions <laughs> and getting the client to like self-identify the problem. Yeah. Tell you, you what's wrong. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't grasp all that, man. Yeah. Um, so when things didn't go perfect, and as you know, in most sales situations, by default, people have their guard up at the beginning. So yeah. I didn't understand. Like I had to get their guard down before I started selling. You know, yeah, yeah. And, particularly if you're getting into their home, you know, and you're some yeah. guy that you've never met and you show up and it's like, hey, I've yeah. got, you know, a financial product. Correct. Trust me, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, it took me a minute to kind of grasp the right approach and the psychology to it all and connecting with people, especially different personality types that are different than my own. I struggled communicating with people that are different than me. If you're really direct and can take it direct, I'm your guy. Like I can, I got that. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, different styles of people, man. And then, you know, I, I was, I was building from the beginning too, but I wasn't really good at it because I, same thing. It was a lot of communication errors on my part. I didn't realize how differently we all think from each other. Just the different personality types. You know, now I know a lot about it, but we all think different. We hear different. We learn different. We have different goals, you know. So you get more at like what is important to people and maybe how they. uh... I thought we all thought like I think. And again, not saying the way I think is perfect. I just didn't realize how, how much it varies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can speak to my own sort of sales career. Like I, uh, I started as a financial advisor, kind of stumbled into that at the wirehouses. And, and like, I thought I was doing an investments job. You know, I thought it was like um, Wall Street, right? And I was out there, you know, insider trading and stuff like that, which couldn't be further than the truth. <laughs> like being a retail financial advisor is really all relationships and sales. Like, yeah. You don't get to do any investing until you actually close a client. And that I didn't, I, in my time as an advisor, I didn't really understand that well. And it only took me getting into you know, software sales where everything is, at least at the smaller level, a little bit more transactional. So I could get my reps in about like, you know, how you yeah, free, yeah. like, how do you identify pain points, then show value and then close and then, you know, yep. blah, blah. Yep. I mean, now I understand sales a lot better, but it took me 10 years. Yeah, you know, it's not, like some people have that thing intuitively. Like I know one or two friends who have yeah. the gab and they've got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to take my, you know, bumps and bruises similar to you, I guess. Yeah. So. Same man. I'm, I'm by, I don't, I'm not wired by nature to be a people person. You know I mean, if we're like at an event, a kid's event, my kid's birthday party, for instance, and we go to a yeah. jumpy place. And all the yeah. parents are chit-chatting. I'll be the dude sitting over there, like hanging out with the kids. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like the, the life of the party kind of guy. I don't. If we drive, if me and you get in a car and we're in the Uber and we have to drive 45 minutes to my stop and we don't sure. speak, yeah, that's not weird to me. Fine with that. I'm yeah. definitely okay with it. Yeah, you know. So I, I just had to get used to kind of learning, you know, sure. people and learn how to communicate, get out of my own comfort zone. To be honest, yeah. it was, it was did, hard. Did someone else tell you that like a mentor or yeah. was that something you identified yeah. yourself? Okay. I mean, I definitely identified that I was struggling with people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I was, I would get kicked out of houses sometimes and I didn't understand why. Yeah. Um, I would agents when, when I was new, a lot of agents would quit on me at the beginning and they'd be frustrated or I'd, you know, I'm just a direct guy. Like, yeah, hey, dude, you're not working hard enough. Like, come on, or you're being yeah. negative, or you want it, whatever it is. I'm pretty oblivious by nature. Like, it drives my wife crazy. If <laughs> she understands it now, but if you, if you're trying to give me clues, yeah, I'll miss them. I won't pick. I just tell me if you I, need me to take out the trash. Just tell me to take out the trash. Yeah, I mean, you know? I think that's so, the story of a lot of husbands. To be fair, <laughs> cor- yeah, <laughs> and but some, I, and so I, I, I didn't pick up on like body language well. Yeah, I didn't pick up on you know an age and and when you're in sales, especially and especially when I'm in a situation where I'm recruiting and building and teaching people how to make 
you know, multiple six figures, a lot of them will tell me what they think I want to hear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm going, all right, what are your goals? They think I want them to say this. Yeah. I just want you to tell me what they really are. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask a lot of questions, man. I didn't realize the power of questions mm-hmm. is probably the biggest thing I learned. But I, I what I did is I I did notice the frustration because yep. people were verbal about it. Yeah. Um, because of how frustrated I would get. Sure. I, it was like it was like it was, button yeah, heads. It was pretty I mean, obvious. It was very like, obvious. Blow up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had a couple mentors that thankfully were like, he used to, it's funny. He would always go, <laughs> he'd go, bro, you don't have any bedside manner. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm in the South. So he, he was sure. super nice about it. I'm, and one day I'm like, does that just mean I'm an a-hole dude? He was yeah. like, yes, that's what it means. Yeah. You need to stop it. Yeah. And so I, ha- I learned, man, um, and I teach this a lot today, what people hear and what I say can be two totally different things. Oh yeah. I, I've, I totally resonate with that. Like the way that I, similar to you, like the way that I kind of approach people generally is fairly direct. And like, I, I say things and I I think I'm coming off as kind of like innocuous and sort of casual or whatever, but other people might be like, Oh, that was way too direct. And you know, it just, it just like, to me, I just totally miss it. Right. Like I just think I'm having a conversation. Like, here's what I think. And it's not as, you know, it's not how they want to be communicated with. And, you know, that does yeah. present problems. Yeah. yeah. So again, fortunately, I had some people tell me and then I just, when I realized, and I realized it in sales first, um, the level, like when I learned I could control a situation, I could control the way you respond. I could control your body language, your demeanor, your, I could control all that if I do my part. Mm-hmm. You know, I, to me, that became, that was like a superpower. I was yeah. so, I was so, when that light bulb hit the level of control I could have due to my communication, Sure, I was like, this is like gold to yeah. me. Yeah. So I fell in love with that concept, that ability to kind of be in more control through sure. my own words and actions and the way I approach things yep. that it sort of flowed over to the agent side as well. So okay. I'm like, well, they're people. It's just a people thing. Sure. You know, so now, yeah. and, and then I started studying it, man. I started, I started taking a lot of those personality tests. Okay. Whether the letters or the colors or there's a million yep. of them. Yep. You know, but I started reading about them. I started studying them. I started learning my own personality, being on my staff. I just, I got so intrigued by it. Um, it was like, I was like a kid in a candy store. So it was this whole new world that sure. I didn't understand. Yeah. And so I just started studying it, man. I started studying because I really do want to help people. I, I like, I love helping people have some level of success. Yeah. And uh, so I just had to learn how to approach it different, man. And okay. You know, I, the sales side, I, I'll be honest, dude, selling life insurance did not get me out. Of, I just, that was a yeah. way out for me. Yeah. It didn't like, I didn't want yeah. to do it forever. Thankfully, I don't have to do it anymore because we have enough people I've taught to sell. Sure. Um, I did it. I, I, I made great money doing it, but I didn't want to do that forever. Sure. You know, but the people skills, man, that's side I've brought to this, to the, to the building side. And I still use all this today. I teach it a lot. I, I, I love that piece of it. Yeah. So, so you had to kind of sort of summarize that, I guess, so like you transferred yeah. over insurance, had mm-hmm. some bumps and bruises year one, started to figure out sort of year two, three, four. When did you, it sounds like you started, you realized you wanted to, um, sort of replay the uh, the mortgage business and sort of take the spread rather than selling directly. Yeah. How did how did that go in terms of transitioning from individual producer to, you know, finding yeah. your first couple of brokers, getting them yeah. off the ground? You know, what what was that like? It was very simultaneous. Honestly, okay. it wasn't one and then I kind of moved to the other. I did it together. Um and I started again, I started hiring when I was part time. Oh, I didn't have many people stick, but I would hire sure, some. Sure. I, again, I hired the mortgage people that I knew. So yep. they came over initially. Again, they all quit yeah. eventually. Um, so I was kind of figuring out both at the same time. I had a really big revelation. 2015 was kind of like my breakout year. It was my third year in the industry. Okay. Um, you know, So I was about two and a half years in. Still, again, doing okay, but nothing earth-shattering. And uh, 2015, man, I had some really good conversations I had some a couple financial things that hit me and I was like, 
I got really mad at like a very today nominal amount of money. It was like a thousand bucks a month. Okay. Yeah. I got like uh, like very angry because it was like a new new expense and I I was mad about it and I was gonna pay it and I was all bent out of shape. And it kind of hit me all as I was bent out of shape, like I'm in the industry long enough that I'm seeing people make stupid money selling yeah. life insurance. And so I got frustrated that people that have the same access that I have with carriers and leads and products yeah. and you know I mean, like and they're making multiple, multiple six figures, and I'm over here complaining about a thousand bucks. Yeah. And in my world, that's one sale. Yeah. You know I mean, like you sell one policy for the month and it's a thousand on average about a thousand bucks. So I got mad that I'm multiple years into this industry. At this time, I'm probably 38, 37. Yeah. And I'm still not in a position to where a thousand bucks doesn't affect me. And I was pissed. Yeah. And I said to myself, um, and it was right after a big annual convention we have where okay. you know, all the all the biggest people are speaking on stages and telling their stories and going through yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I after that day, man, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go make so much effing money <laughs> that I'm never gonna worry about a thousand bucks again in my life. Yeah. And what I learned about myself from that prior couple years, I, I I speak on this a lot. Like when I was in when I was on my job, um, I worked forty hours a week, obviously. Yeah. But on top of that, forty hours a week, sometimes I had to do extra crap, and I didn't get paid more for it. Yeah. Um, sometimes I had to take calls on nights and weekends, and I didn't get paid. And I also had an hour and a half commute every day. Oh that yeah. Was on top of my forty hours. Yeah. And when I looked at my activity in insurance, I was running like 10 or 15 appointments a week, right? My, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I see 70% of them. 30% no show me, cancel, reschedule, whatever. Yeah. And so I'm sitting one day and I'm like, my average appointment is about an hour long. Sure. Right? Sitting with a client. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm seeing max 10 people a week. Max. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's 10 hours. Right? I looked at how many phone calls I was making for a week to book appointments. And I'm like, it only takes a minute to call someone. Most mm -hmm. don't pick up because I'm working leads. It's like a, you're, there's yeah. a dial day in my world. Like you spend Perfect. hours and hours, like you set up I've your schedule. <laughs> I've done yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm looking at my, and I'm making, I don't know, 150 phone calls a week. Yeah. I'm like at a minute each, maybe that's three hours. If I'm analytical about it, a minute, sure. you know what I mean? 150 minutes, three, two, three hours. And I'm, Talking to, to recruit a handful of people a week, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 minute phone calls. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, if I do the math on the work part, how many phone calls I'm making, how many clients I'm seeing, and how many recruiting calls, I couldn't get myself to 15 hours. That was, I'm like, I'm giving, I'm being generous saying I'm doing 15 hours of that. Yeah. And I realized, man, the people who were killing it were doing 40 hours of that stuff. Yeah. And then all the other stuff that we say we're doing, that was on top of it. Yep. All the driving, all the all the other stuff, just like when I had a job. Yeah. And I, I've had I've had two jobs in my career where I was timed to do my job. Mm -hmm. I worked in a warehouse loading trucks. I had to load so many boxes in a truck per hour or I got fired. Yeah. And I worked in a call center to where I had to take so many phone calls per hour or I got fired. Yeah. And so I I I made this like I was an employee. And I yeah. said, I'm gonna do 40 hours sitting with clients making phone calls and doing recruiting calls. Yeah. And and that number for me became 30 appointments a week with clients. Yeah. 600 phone calls a week and 30 recruiting interviews a week. That's yeah. how I was going to get to my 40 hours. And then everything else you do. And after. everything else is extra. It's overtime, it's night school, which I've done my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was that was not a new concept to me. And um man, I my income tripled that year just from that one change. Yeah. And uh, it's the first time I made multiple six figures selling had nothing to do with recruiting. It was straight just selling policies. I sold like, I don't know, 350, 380 policies that year, life policies. Okay. You know, yeah. 1200 bucks a pop, something like that. Oh, so all and, uh, like term life stuff, I guess, simple. The whole life, whole life too. Like, okay. again, final expense mortgage protection. Oh, yeah. All simplified issue, you know, 250 grand term life policies, sometimes cash back. And then ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar final expense policies. Yeah. But I sold, you know, three hundred fifty, four hundred of them that year. Yeah. And uh, where the prior year it was like a hundred, 
120 of them, something, you know what I mean? Whatever it was. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like any sales manager tells you about like, you know, your activity levels and like what is really yeah. important and people like, I mean, I've fallen into this too, you know, like you think you're working and then you go and evaluate a little bit and it's like, well, what yeah. really was work? You know, what am I really doing? Am I like yeah. on the wall street journal and counting that as work? Am I driving to an appointment yeah. and counting that as work? Or am I actually like sitting with clients, you know, yes. doing biz dev, like actually yeah. putting in the real metrics. Yeah. yeah. In, in our world, man, a lot of people, I always hear this comment, this phrase, like, when people are new to our space and a lot of people get into life insurance brand new, you know, first time self-employed, if you will, it's 1099 for the most yeah. part. Um, I always hear people go, I wish they would think like a business owner. And I'm like, I actually hate that saying. I wish more of them would think like employees and show up every day and do their work or else, yeah. you know what I mean? Have that fear of getting fired. If you don't, sure. just the, the, the strictness of a schedule and yeah. reps and deadlines and, you know, and that's all I did is I put myself back in a situation that I was used to, which was having a job. Again, I've had 20 something jobs, man. Yeah. So instead of being this willy nilly free, I'm 1099 independent contractor guy. Sure. I went and I was like, dude, I got a job. And I, I put a schedule in place and I was going to have so many appointments per day, no matter what, so many dollars per day, no matter what, so many interviews yeah. per day, no matter what. And I just started doing that. And the next two and a half years, I killed it selling life insurance. Yeah. And to go back to your old your original question about the transition to building, when yeah. I started changing that, I realized I could now help people with selling life insurance because I made the transition from not sure. being good to being considered one of the I was like number four in the country that year in sales. Yeah. Which was shocking to me. Sure. Um, and it was strictly due to activity and consistency of it. Okay. I wasn't the best sales guy. I like if you yeah. put me head to head with a close ratio. Big yep. sales numbers. I wasn't. I was never that guy. Yeah, but man, I didn't miss a week, dude. Ever. Well, and that, uh, I love that just because it. Like, I've read a ton of sales books, right? I'm sure you have too, and yeah. they run the gamut of like, you know, manipulation to like simplicity. But for sure, yeah. One of my favorites is just, um, you know, Cardone and 10x. It's like, and it's mm -hmm. just a simple formula. It's just do 10x of what all the other guys are doing or gal. And if you put enough reps in, I, it's, you know, it makes it really, really hard to fail if you're yeah. just doing what you need to do all the time. Yeah. 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 And that's, it made it really easy to teach this thing because I never, I didn't have to be the guy. And not that I wouldn't teach people sales techniques and the objection sure. handling, like, sure. Yeah. But I learned, man, like myself, most, especially in insurance, I'm going to speak to insurance because I don't know any other industry really. But in the insurance space, man, most people put that, how do I handle objections or phone script or, you know, sale presentation, all that stuff. They put that first. Yeah. And then they're like, when I learn this, I'll do the activity. You know, and I'm like, if you put the activity first, you learn the skill set yeah. part because you have so many reps coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I got, man, I got really good quick because I started again. I don't care what industry you're in. How many objections are there really in any sales situation? Only in a handful. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. When you start seeing them all the time. And again, I was getting coached by some really good people as well because I, right. I started putting in the work, man. People started helping me. Yeah. You know, so it was like, I learned that this thing is really simple. And the things I was so desperate to learn came by default when I started working more. Yeah. And again, I didn't have to be any better. Meaning I always, I always tell people this. If I take a person that's struggling and I go through their schedule and I break down the hours and I get them to realize they're only putting in 10 hours of like money-making activity, if you will. Yeah. And I go, can we get you to 40 of just that activity? That's 4X. Yeah. Even if you suck, but you suck four times as often. There will be a you're, change. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. bound to do better. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I I don't know how to get someone four times better at a skill set overnight. But I can take someone and get them to realize they can do twice as much, three times, four times as much, like almost instantly. Yeah. Almost everyone who watches this can probably dial more, can probably make more sales calls, can probably see more clients, can probably buy more leads or network more, whatever you do. 
Sure. You know what I'm saying? And I, yeah. I learned I can get people to buy into that like now. Yeah. So I teach that, man. I teach what I did. Basically working 40 hours in, yeah. and finding those money-making 40 hours. Yeah. Not yeah. what we perceive as 40 hours initially. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I, I think we've all convinced ourselves. Like I convinced myself for a long time I was full-time. And it was solely because it was all I had for a job was insurance. Yeah. But I wasn't actually putting in full-time hours. Sure. You know? Yeah. And what a- uh, that... That allowed me to build, man, because now I can take an average, negative, overthinking, analytical type person. Yeah. They're like, dude, I can relate. I was that. How about we do it this way? You know, and I, I started, man, I, I started attracting a lot of people who wanted to do well. And I started being able to teach it from a very simple standpoint. Um, and I'm not for everybody, but those that understand sure. activity one, uh, you know, skill set two. Yeah, that's intriguing to a lot of people because a lot of people don't feel like they can learn this. I'm like, sweet, don't learn it. Yeah, you know, not not, not they work hard. Like, yeah, you'll learn it eventually. I mean, you mess yeah. it up enough, you'll learn. Yeah, you know, um, just being there to support people, man. It it blew up, dude. And our agency started just it started going nuts, man. So you started, you figured yourself out. You started to have success. Yeah. You started to teach a couple of people. How long? How long was it until those initial sort of trainees had like air quotes, you know, resounding success? Was that a year? I mean, dude, to be honest, nah, I mean, it depends. Uh, even still to this day, dude, I could hire, if I hire 10 people today, dude, seven of them will quit by the end of the month. Just be, sure. just because people are people. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it, I always say if they listen to everything, if, if, and this is not just me, I ask yeah. this to people all the time in our industry who are struggling recruiting and it probably applies in any industry. Yeah. I go like if again, we go software. So you said software sales, what you did before. Yeah. I said, imagine I'll ask you the question. I know nothing about software sales. If I list, if I'm, if you're in software world and I want to sell software and I listen to 100% of everything you said, dude, a hundred percent to a T I didn't miss. Yeah. How long would it really take me to be successful, given everything you've learned over the years? Like to to make decent money. Yeah. I listened to 100% of everything you say. And if you do it all, I mean, if you listen to it all and you're willing to execute and be coachable and just like go do it and make make the mistakes and make the reps, I mean, a couple of months, you know? Dude, that's the answer every time I ask, no matter the industry I ask. Yeah. You mean like after a couple of months, what more can you teach me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Does it make sense if you give it to me all and I listen to all of it? And I didn't know what you were going to say. I was like half worried. You might say two years. I'm like, no. You know, but my no. world, I'm like a few months, two, three yeah. months max. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we talking about? I'm probably saying the same thing after a couple months. Well, my one of my takes too is always that like if your product is too hard to explain or to communicate, like you're going to lose too many people anyway. Like yeah. I've I've ran into that over the years, just like. In my own sales career, sometimes you try and get fancy or whatever and yeah, yeah, overthink sure. it or you talk man. too much and you're not listening or whatever it is. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, somebody who is reasonably qualified is just totally yeah. uninterested and that's mostly on you. But if you just yeah. kind of sit back and let people open up to you a little bit, and just actually listen, um, oftentimes they will tell you what's wrong. It's true. <laughs> you know? so, it's true. I found yeah. the simpler I keep it, the more sales we make. Yeah. Now, see, my demographics middle income America. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm dealing with high net worth, like super analytical, multi zillion dollar policy. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. if I get too complicated, man, I lose them. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. same with teaching insurance agents. If I get too complicated with how this thing works, I lose them in a second. For sure. You know, whereas I'm like, no offense, just calling people and going to seeing them. Like, it's just humans. Like, yeah. can you just have a conversation. There's a sheet, fill out the sheet. It's pretty simple, you know? Yeah. So, to answer your question, man, we have some people that kill it within a few months for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think the, the whole 80 20 rule is unfortunately always true. Yeah. And I always say, man, the 1% of the 1% for a reason. I don't yeah. know how to change that. Yeah. You know? So, the reality is, is many people that come to me, dude, most people aren't willing to put in the work. Yeah. You know, and most people are pretty negative by default. Sure. Um, so for me, building became a numbers game also. And I stopped trying to get everybody to do this at a high level. 
And I started really filtering through people and going, yeah. here's the steps. I'll coach you. But if you're not coachable, I'm out. If you yeah. aren't coachable, I quit you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can fire you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the point? If you're not yeah. going to listen, like, why involve me? Just yeah. leave me out of it. Yeah. You know, and so I started really dictating who I was willing to work with. I started setting more boundaries mm-hmm. um, and I, I can make it really simple to have. I mean, again, I've done it so I can tell you what I did. And if again, if you aren't going to listen to me, like, all right, I'm not mad, but why do we talk? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What's the point? Yeah. You know, so I just I started talking to so many people, man. And then I found um, a lot of people started having success for sure. But then some other people, man, came to me and they're like, hey, I want to. Like, I want to build an agency too. And so then I started teaching that side also. Yeah. I'm going, all right, here's how you do it. I only, we're only the size we are because I have a lot of help. It's not because I really, oh, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got a massive team of people that, that contribute to this thing. Yeah. Um, but I just slowly started teaching when I had, you know, 15, 20 people selling. One of them was like, hey, I want to, I want to recruit too. I want to build too. I'm like, all right, let me teach you. Here's how you yeah. do it. Here's how you get to 20. I only know how to get to 20 right now. Here's yeah. How yeah. You get to 20. 20 is pretty you good know? though. 20's yeah, pretty good. And then between the two of us, I had 20 more, he adds 20 more. Now I'm at 60. Yeah. And another guy comes and I'm like, well, I can teach you how to get to 60. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it just started compounding. And I had a few guys that uh, there's really only probably three that came in and they started doing it to the similar level as myself. Yeah. Um, and early on, I tried to get everybody to do it like me. And mm-hmm. instead, I just. I really started focusing on kind of like where people are at in life, um, where they want to go. Sure. And, and more importantly, the things they're willing to sacrifice to get there. Yeah. And if I, if I understand them now, I can help them. I can certainly stretch people with time and challenge them and put, I can do all that down the road, especially when you build a relationship with people. Sure. Um, But I really just started helping people achieve what they wanted to achieve. And I started looking for, because no one blessed me with like, hey, you're the next guy that's going to build. I just kind of started doing it. Yeah. So I I started, instead of trying to get everyone to build an agency, if you will, um, I really just started looking for people who stood out from the crowd and sort of trying to do it on their own. And I'm like, hey, I can help. Yeah. Looks like you want to do something. Hey, come over here. So you kind of saw like amongst all, you know, the brokers you had at your firm, um, there were a couple who stood out just because they were trying a little bit different biz dev or they were, you know, more. They're just different than the crowd, man. Yeah. They're different than the crowd. Yeah. Okay. And if you're different than the crowd, I'm like, all right. And I've I've learned this thing and I don't know who said it. It might've been a Maxwell thing. um, But one of my mentors said it to me all the time. He he taught me... um, Leadership is taken, not given. Mm-hmm. And I used to try to give it to people and go, Hey, dude, you're my next guy. And that didn't work real well. Yeah. But when someone started taking some form of leadership, sure. I would look for it, identify it, and then work with them to kind of fine tune it, if you will. Okay. Um, so a lot of my background is selling to financial advisors of all yeah. sorts, solo guys to enterprise level type stuff. Um, but for a lot of the solo practitioners out there who have gotten to success. So, you know, maybe they're running 50 to 100 million by themselves and they hire a junior advisor or two or three and they have to make the switch from going individual producer to business owner. Did did you struggle with that transition? I did, man. I did. Because again, I was doing simultaneous for a while. Yeah. I was running with my guys. Like I was, I was, I was selling the most. I was at the top of the leaderboard. But I yeah. was running with my crew. Yeah, you were on the field, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, man. I was. I was definitely out there doing it. And um, I'll never forget this, man. It was the hardest time in my career for sure. That transition, because it was weird to me. Um, a couple things. One, I got so busy when I would be with a client. Mm-hmm. I had so many agents calling me for help. Yeah, that I'd be in an appointment and I'd miss. Three, four, five, six, seven phone calls. Yeah, of agents needing help. Sure. Um, and I would, in certain cases, we had a rule: if you call me back to back, and I'm in a, I'd pick up. It meant like, hey, I'm sitting with a client and I need help. Yeah. So a lot of times, I would have to answer an agent's phone call while I was. Oh, and that's yeah, that's not the and best. Which, the client wasn't mad. It just yeah. it was very time consuming for me. Sure. And it was hard. To, it start. It got really hard to do both. And to be honest, dude, I was making great money at this stage. 
um, whether I sold or not. And, but it was the first time I ever felt like I wasn't in control of my money. It was based on others' efforts. I didn't, I didn't like that feeling one because it felt weird. Yeah. And then I went from selling a bunch. So I came out of the field and all of a sudden I had all this time. Yeah. What and I, I hadn't had time in years. So I'm like, dude, I got money coming in. Now I got time and money. It's the first time ever in my life yeah. I had time and money. <laughs> but I was like super weirded out about it. Um, and I would go home, like I'd go to the office and I'm like, I don't even know what to do in the office because I'm usually in the field. Yeah. So I had to like kind of find my way in the office and then I'd go home at like a normal hour and my wife and my son, wife, like they had a routine. Yeah, they're like they had a routine, dude. Yeah, what are you doing here? Include me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like, she was like, "Dude, you're in my way." It's like bath time for the baby, and I'm wanting to wrestle and play football, and yeah, you know. And it, it, dude, it messed us up for a hot minute. Sure, yeah. And um, I had to, I had to find my way into like managing an office and running, you know, managing staff, and that that was a that was a weird year. It was 2017. I'll never forget it. It was by far the hardest, hardest, hardest time. Okay. In this. Um, but then I realized, man, now my job is to recruit and develop business in a different way. It's no yeah. longer seeking clients, it's seeking people to sell. Yeah. And so I just I dove headfirst into more recruiting, more training, more build, more agents, and just I started developing. And now today, man, we have we have a lot of systems in place that I put yeah. in to help things be more efficient and sure. You know, I'm in the office now. I mean, I just literally yeah. walked downstairs from a meeting yeah. on d- working on some system stuff to come down and do this. And then, you know, I'll go back up and, and, and work on some stuff. But now it's been, I haven't sold a policy in six years. Okay. Um, you know, which is wild to think about because it feels like yesterday I was brand new in, yeah. in sales. And uh, yeah, man, today I just, I, I am fortunate to be a managing partner of the company. And my agency was actually acquired a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, so we we built it to a point where the revenue was good enough where a company approached and integrity marketing group approached yeah. and, and wanted to acquire the agency. So I, I, I sold the agency, but stayed on board as a managing partner and I run the sure. agency and my job's now to to grow the grow the overall company, grow the share price and yeah, you know. What uh so what is that like now? Let's maybe start to kind of wind it down here. Um yeah. but now that you're at integrity and you're at this new stage of your career, where I guess where and what interests you? What do you want to do with it? Like um, now, now you've got all this time and experience. <laughs> now what? <laughs> I I still love what we do. I love the industry. Um, yeah. I, I I'll never I'll never forget where I came from. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't do it for the money. Any the money's I'm I got it now. I'm good. You know, I, yeah. again I'm I'm not Grant Cardone, but yeah, I'm doing pretty me, good. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm doing okay, dude. Um. You know, so for me now, it's it's given other people the opportunity I was given. You know, I'm young. I just turned 46. So I don't like, what else am I going to do? I can't yeah. not work. It'd be weird. Yeah. Um, and an integrity marketing group, man, it's a, it, it's a company that's blowing up in the industry. They did like $23 billion in premium last year. A behemoth of an IMO. Yeah. It's yeah. huge, huge. Yeah. And they acquire, God knows, they acquire like two people a week, two companies a week. Yeah. And to be honest, man, I'm whatever happens with the company happens. My my guess is one day they'll get to a point where it's you know a public company, and yeah, I, I want to be part of that ride and part of that journey and part of that learning process. And sure, I want to I want to be a piece of the growth of of the behemoth it is. You know, I want to yeah. do my part, man. I'm yeah, I'm, you know, I'm one of the starting, if you will, like if a sports analogy, sure, a yeah. starter. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to get kicked off the team, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so now tell well, people, other people get there, you know? Yeah. And we're very fortunate to have, I've, I've helped three other people direct to me get acquired. Yeah. And two more in depth. So we have oh, five or five yeah. or six now other what, partners uh, in the agency. What does integrity want to do? So, like, if we're going to continue that sports analogy, we're like, we're, Oh, man. Like, I want to be like the Patriots, bro. Yeah, no, yeah. I guess you are a Boston guy. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I am. I yeah, am, man. They, um, um, they, they want to, they want to, they want to continue to serve as many Americans as possible. That's part of their mission, for sure. Yeah, and they do it through all lines of insurance and financial advice. They do all. They don't just do my world. You know, they're in the Medicare space, health space, again, managing money space. They're in technology. Yeah. 
they're doing all kinds of stuff, dude. Um, so he wants the guy who, who one of the founders, Brian Adams, he just, he wants to literally, um, change the industry, which he's doing sure, and continue to help more, more families through helping us business owners, um, be able to do what we do best. Like yeah. as you get bigger, man, different things come to play, you know, like mm -hmm. you grow a company, buckle up one day, you'll have legal issues. Yeah. Like, buckle up one day. You'll have, you'll have HR issues. Yeah. You'll have like, you don't know how to expand without it. I'm like, dude, I don't know nothing about that kind of stuff. Sure. So integrity has a platform that we can just plug into there. So they handle yeah. all that stuff. So I can just do what I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I can yeah. recruit and train agents. I don't have to do any of the other stuff. Sure. And so they've, they've created this platform, man. And they've, they've acquired some behemoth companies in our space, like names y'all would know, like big, yeah. look them up. Yeah. And so they're taking over the space. They're something that's never been seen in the space size wise, um, growth pace. And, um, you know, again, I just want to do my part, man, and be part of the, be part of the growth for them. Okay. And just give other people the opportunity, dude. Yeah. It's, it's nuts what this has done from, for me and my family and sure. 10, 11 years. It's, I mean, it's yeah, mind blowing what's, yeah. what's happened. So I just enjoy um, being part of the ride. You, you kind of touched on it, but it, what is it about like integrity, I guess, and the vision that they want, like that is different than a lot of other diversified financial services companies? Um, you know, like I, if you guys I, are going to be a mega company, like you'll be up there providing similar services to Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, you yeah. know, Northwestern. Yeah, some of the some of the partners do that stuff now. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I just think it's still as big as it is, man. It's still close knit. You know, he's a family guy. His, yeah. dude, the guy who started this dude comes from super humble beginnings. Yeah. Super, super humble guy. Um, so he's like one of us. You know, sure. He was just a dude in insurance and he literally fell into the acquisition space. Yeah. And super smart guy, obviously, who would be yeah. on stage. Um, you know, and I, again, I don't I don't know how to say difference because I don't I've never worked for other places or I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not super familiar with other companies. Yeah. But I do know at the growth rate we're going through, no one's doing this. No one's growing yeah. at the pace we're growing. Um, no one's acquiring the amount of people they're acquiring. No one's attracting the private equity he's attracting. No, the, and I, to be honest, dude, I'm not the smartest guy in any room I'm in, but I'm smart enough to know that yeah. there's some really, really smart and wealthy people who have come on board. And I'm like, dude, they must know something. I'm in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't sure. need to know yeah. everything to see it from this level view and go, all of those smart people yeah. are doing this. Sure. You're like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, so it was a really easy decision when it, when it approached, when it kind of presented itself. My plan was that was, I didn't get into insurance to sell any, it wasn't the plan to build and sell an agency sure. at yeah. all. Be part of an IPO. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. dude, never, you know, and I, I hope, I hope one day I'm, I, I, I can only guess that it, again, you don't know if or when that's happening, but I could only guess and you know, the size of it, man, it's, uh, I just want to be part of, part of that something special, man. There's been some really cool things over the history of life insurance, some big companies, you know, yeah. some Mark Williams of the world, like they did some big things with primary, like some cool stuff has happened. And this is just, this is, this is the cool, you'll hear about this company oh, for sure, for yeah. sure in yeah. books. One, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you haven't yet, I promise you will. Um, so I just think the numbers say they're doing things the right way. Sure. You know, the amount of people partnering with them says that they're doing it the right way. And there's not a lot of businesses out there that do things, you know, the quote unquote right way. And I just, sure. we have, I don't know, 200 and something partners now. Yeah. You know, so it's getting up there. Yeah. Well, let's wild, see. Dude. Got a couple minutes left. How do you want to finish yeah. it? Um, anything you want to pontificate on or throw out there? Or? I, I always tell people this, man. I think a lot of people look at the end result. And I'm nowhere near the end of my journey, even. But whatever people see today, whether it's in things you've achieved or things I've achieved or things someone else has achieved, they look at this end result and they, I think they're blind to the journey. Sure. You know, um, yeah. and I think people's willingness, I think successful people, man, they've been willing to fight through those hard stages. Um, and I promise you this sucked along the ride. I promise oh, yeah. you it sucked. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, in fact, there are still days that suck because yeah. we're, we're ahead of the line. Like I can teach y'all to get where I'm at, but I don't know how to get further yet. Yeah. And so we're always trying to figure out how to get to that next level, which means we're always taking on, like, we're always kind of in the dark, if you will, sure. you know, getting to that next stage. And I think people forget that, man. And, um, you know, you, you acquire skill set by going through those rough times and using them as learning examples versus like some people expect that it's not going to be hard or they want the hard to go away. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, if, if it gets, if this were that easy, one, it wouldn't pay as well. It wouldn't pay. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't pay. Success wouldn't be the payoff. Wouldn't be there if it were that easy. It's only there because so few are willing to go through it. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, man, I was, I was very fortunate. The one thing I was blessed with is, a, and I have a, I have a lot of negative thought process stuff by, by nature. But the one thing I was given that I'm so thankful I have is if you can do it, I believe I can do it. I just, if sure. you can sell yeah. software, I think I can sell software. Now I just got to learn it. Probably could. <laughs> but I, I, not everybody believes that dude. Yeah. And I just wish more people, people who are watching like if you go like i'm in insurance life insurance and i want to do what john does dude please believe you can do it i'm telling you you can do it yeah you just got to be willing to go through the hard times i went through and fight through them and learn and get feedback and 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 just be willing to accept like get punched in the face all right cool but can you get back up and keep fighting yeah you know and i i just wish more people would fight for what they want and i i heard this thing once um, and it was like, I forget who said it. I, I would give credit if I knew, cause I definitely sure. didn't come up with this, Yeah, yeah. but it was like, if you, if you aren't willing to sacrifice for what you want, what you want is what you're sacrificing. Uh, yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? If you aren't willing yeah. to sacrifice for your goal, whatever your dreams in life are, you'll never a get lot it. Of people don't want to put in the sacrifice. Yeah. I'm like, if you aren't willing to sacrifice to achieve this. You are sacrificing this. Yeah. You know, and I, man, I looked at middle income America, dude, and my, my family and our background. And if you don't know what your future looks like, if you don't do something different, look at the average senior. Yeah. You know what I mean? The average person in their mid 60s, 70s, dude, they're living on the government money. It's very, social security typically always. It's very little money. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're, it's- they're, they're pay. I just, I can't imagine having to live like that when I'm 67. I just, Dude, I would, yeah. I, it makes me sick. Yeah. So it, there's a, there's, I a, went for it, dude. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a whole nother podcast in those couple of statements there yes. from just like, uh, mentality, you know, and staying positive. Um, and I guess dreams and aspirations and just, you know, just, do I think it. we all understand the logic though. Is like, again, if we want to all go learn baseball, golf's a good one because most people suck at golf. Even yeah. the good golfers suck at golf, which yeah. is really funny. But it's like, if we all want to learn golf, man, like we understand we can't just go watch a couple of golf videos and be great. How do we get good at golf? We yeah. have to go out and mess it up a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. preferably get feedback from someone good sure. along the way. Get some coaching. And make tweaks. Yeah. And, and even when you're good, you're still going to have a bad day. Like, look at the dude who lost the Masters issue. You got the guy that won, but you yeah. also got the guy who lost it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's um, really good. And he bombed. Yeah, it is really the simplest advice. And I've had, I mean, I had to learn that too. Like I'd have these ideas about things over the years and eventually you can only do so much analysis and you just have to go try. Be willing to mess it up, man. And the more you try, the more you'll learn. So Mistakes are the most valuable learning lesson if you allow them to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so much input you can get from a mistake and so many people make mistakes and they go, ah, and they get mad about it. I'm like, that's a gold mine. Yeah. At your fingertips. You're yeah. just not, you're not getting everything out of the mistake you should. Sure. And I'll end with like, I think, a, I know, I don't even think, I know a lot of people know the things they need to change in their life to get further ahead. Most of us sure. know. Yeah. Most of us also know the things we have to stop doing, the things that are holding us back, our limitations. We, it's not like you're blind to them. Yeah. So my question to everybody is, are you willing to just go execute it? Like, go execute. You know what to do. For the most part, you know what to do for the next step. Yeah. You know, so like, go execute it, man. And when it gets hard, 
just know you're on the right path. Yeah, yeah. It's there's not the wrong way. It's actually the right way. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, there's a huge community too of people trying to go excel. Um, so if you need a support group, like give it a Google. There's plenty of people yeah. out there. So it's everywhere, man. Help is not hard to find, especially yeah. if you want to work hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if I can well, help anybody that's that's around, I'm not hard to find. You can hit me up on social. I'm I'm pretty easy dude to find. So there you go, John Wetmore, Integrity Marketing. I'm an asset. Man. Yeah. Well, this is great, man. I appreciate it. Um, welcome back anytime. So just let me know. Appreciate it, Ben. Good, cool. good chat, man. If I can help, let me know. Yeah.